Hello, and welcome to episode six of Take These Songs, a podcast about music lovers and the songs that they are committed to. My name, as always, is Matt Alano Martin. I am the host and creator of this podcast. Thanks for being here. If I may ask a quick favor before we get to this episode, don't worry, I'm not going to ramble too long. We'll get to our amazing guests and get to their song picks before too long. But if I may, just have a moment of your time to ask if you can do a simple favor for the podcast. If you can subscribe, like, rate, and review the podcast, that would be amazing. It really helps with the algorithms. It helps more people discover the podcast. And the more that we can grow this thing together, uh, the more sustainable it will be. The longer we can keep doing this and keep bringing you these unique, introspective stories about the way that music affects us as people. So if you have a moment, you can do those four things, like, rate, review, and subscribe. That would be phenomenal, and I would appreciate it very much. If you are brand new to the podcast, I'll break it down for you very quickly. It's very simple. Guest brings to the podcast four songs. Something old, which is any song that is at least 25 years old. Something new, which is a song that was released within the last year. Something borrowed, which is a cover song. And something blue, which is any song that the guest has a strong emotional reaction to. Today's guest, Crystal Linguel, I've known for a long time. I've known them since they were a graduate student at Indiana University getting their MFA in poetry. They are a fantastic poet and uh, someone who thinks very deeply about words and connections in our lives, uh, of a variety of things, not just music, but baseball, relationships. Her work is absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend it. And she has a brand new book of poetry that just came out in February of this year called Systems Thinking with Flowers. It's available right now from Phonograph Editions, and Phonograph is spelled with an F, which is rather cheeky, or perhaps just is how it's spelled in other countries. I don't know. But yes, Phonograph with an F Editions. It's the brand new book from Crystal Linguel. Make sure you check it out, Systems Thinking with Flowers. I was lucky enough to get an advanced copy, and uh, it's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. I read it back in uh, December, not to brag. A little bit of a humble brag. I had that book of poetry before it hit the streets, people. I'm pretty special. Before we get to Crystal and her picks, I do want to let you know a little bit of my own personal business. Uh, I am a stand-up comedian. If you don't know that about me, that is my day job. That's how I pay the bills. I'm a stand-up comedian. And I do this podcast on the side because I am a huge music lover and amateur musician. and, And I love music very much. But I also love the jokes. I love the comedy. And I want to let you know about a couple of shows that I have coming up. March 31st, I'll be at Thew Brewing. That is T-H-E-W Brewing in Iowa City. And then the following two nights, April 1st and April 2nd, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Des Moines, Iowa. Love Des Moines. Can't wait to get back there. I like Iowa City, too. Nothing nothing against Iowa City. I'm excited to be at all of those places, both of those cities, for those three days, March 31st, then April 1st and April 2nd. All three of those shows, I will be opening for my good friend Brent Terhune. Uh, You may know Brent from his viral videos and and, and social media dominance, and he's also a fantastic stand-up comedian and a big music fan. So I'm definitely going to get him on the podcast while we're hanging out together that weekend. You can get tickets for these shows and see all of my upcoming shows for this spring and summer at my website, which is madalanomartincomedy.com. There is a hyphen in between every one of those words because I really thought the hyphen thing was a good idea at the time. I have a hyphen in my last name, and I was just rolling with it is what happened. But that is M-A-T-A-L-A-N-O-M-A-R-T-I-N-Comedy.com. You can also just Google my name, Matt Alano Martin, and it'll probably take you right there. It might be easier, actually, on you. Okay, that's it for my personal comedy business. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Let's jump into this episode of the podcast with my guest Crystal Linguel and her picks for Something Blue and Something Borrowed.
I'm starting with blue. The song I'm going to talk about for the blue category, Better Go Home Now, by Dirty Three from their self-titled album 1995 is when this came out. Better Go Home Now is the second track. The first track is called Indian Love Song, and it's about ten and a half minutes long. So if you make it to track two, you're pretty interested. And I listened to this album when I was in college, uh, 2003, four, five, primarily. And I would listen to this on, I don't know, was it iTunes? Probably iTunes or Winamp uh, on my desktop computer. And I would sit at my desk in my apartment and I would drink cheap red wine. I had some brand loyalty to this Hungarian bull's blood wine uh, that was maybe $8 a bottle. And I would drink a coffee mug full of that, listen to Dirty Three, and have a empty uh, Word doc open, and I would be writing. writing poetry. I still am. I'm a poet. Uh, My fourth book just came out last month. Uh, This is early 2022. And so I stuck with it, but the poems I was writing in, you know, 2004, uh, they were, they were okay. Uh, But I was young. So I'm sitting there, I'm drinking my red wine, I'm splashing it on my keyboard that has a chord on it, you know, playing snood, writing poetry. And I really enjoyed writing uh, music that had no lyrics because I found the lyrics of a lot of songs distracting uh, or, you know, they might make their way into what I was writing, I didn't want to do that. So I really sought out music where there was no singer. And I love a long song too. Um, I really like a song that kind of has movements in it, like a symphony or something along those lines. I recently, recently, what does recently mean? Hmm. I don't know. Between two and three years ago, I I got out the hard drive that my old computers were backed up on. And I had a huge amount of music on these computers. This was, you know, Napster, LimeWire, whatever, like plug in to your friend's computer and download all of their shit that you might listen to. Uh, Those are some things I did. So I have this hard drive 
plugged it into some laptop a couple years ago and just pulled like 10, 15 albums off of it that I thought, yeah, I think I remember being really into that. So among what I recovered, uh, excavated, were a few Dirty Three albums and I listened to them and it just took me back to that same state of mind where I was like very open to creativity ready to write uh ready to be you know the conduit for you know the martians that speak through poets But uh, the most recent revelation that I had, I I put on this album a month or two ago, and I suddenly realized Warren Ellis is in Dirty Three. For a long time, you know, as a woman who dated men, now I'm married to one, I I really had to um, detach myself from knowing a lot about musicians and bands. Uh, I liked music and I knew what music I liked, but really I felt like the less I knew about those people making the music, the better. I saw a lot of people getting really invested in the personal information and proclivities of the musicians they were fans of, and this just did not appeal to me. Or maybe I tried it and was immediately exhausted. But at any rate, (laughs) I didn't know who was in Dirty Three. I just knew that I liked it. And uh, in the last five years or so, I've gotten really into Nick Cave, who collaborates very closely and has for decades with Warren Ellis. So I learned Warren Ellis through Nick Cave, who I got into uh, after you know, entering my 30s and meeting a solid role model for someone who was really hot and didn't give a fuck and uh, kept making art even when not a lot of people were asking for it. Now, there are plenty of fans of Nick Cave, Warren Ellis, Bad Seeds. But Nick Cave doesn't give a fuck, you know. So he, again, Nick, now I'm talking about, has this uh, advice column or Q&A thing where his fans can write in and ask questions. And he sends out an email every two weeks or something, which I'm subscribed to. And a really cool one, (laughs) Uh, somebody asked him, hey, Nick, you know, I'm getting kind of older and my hair's turning gray, blah, blah, blah. Would you ever consider, you know, letting your hair go gray? Will you stop dyeing it black? All of this is reproduced. And then Nick's answer says, no. So, you know, that's what I was looking for. So, you know, Warren Ellis shreds, absolutely shreds. And I've seen 
him and Nick perform mm, four or five times, something like that. And it was not, again, was not until this winter that I put two and two together and realized this and this are a lot of like because it's the same motherfucker. So that's cool. Uh, the other thing I want to say about Warren Ellis is that he's got a book out called Nina Simone's Gum, which I haven't read yet, and I'm going to get my hands on later this spring. Um, you might be careful because I think there's another novelist named Warren Ellis who who's a bad dude, maybe. Uh, so our Warren Ellis, I think, just has the one book, Nina Simone's Gum, and... I think the premise is that he pulls a piece of chewed up gum out of the garbage or out of a napkin that Ms. Simone has discarded and um, like kind of watches over it for a number of years. And uh, then, you know, maybe the plot goes on from there. For my borrowed song, I have chosen Follow Me. Um, a John Denver song covered by the Innocence Mission on their album Birds of My Neighborhood, which came out in 1999. This is an album that I heard for the first time in 2006. And when I heard this song for the first time, I found it really affecting. This this could have been my um, blue song as well. Um, or maybe a different song on this album could have been my blue song because there's so much tenderness in the vocals and her voice manages to both be tiny and enormous at the same time um, and just so beautiful. So, you know, this is a love song, you know, I need you, please be with me, spend your life with me. And for most of the song, it has kind of a, if you think of it as coming from a man's voice, a man telling a woman, follow me, is not necessarily something I would be interested in. Of course, John Denver's a tender man, so maybe, but thinking about it being sung by a man feels so different than being sung by a woman. So I love to hear, you know, a woman covering a song originally sung by a man for this very reason. It sounds often very different, and it's usually because there are some embedded power dynamics Um that perhaps that gentleman did not even realize he was putting in to his lyrics. But this is not to critique uh, our dearly departed John Denver. I think he's probably was just fine. But it's so interesting to me to hear a woman saying, follow me, you know. But then, too, there is a little bit of a, a turn at the end of the song that's, you know, take my hand and I will follow you. So then it's kind of mutual, right? So... Uh, it kind of, mm, it's not like a twist ending, really. 
it's an ideal ending because you know a song of devotion and love you you would hope that uh there would be a happy ending that involves some reciprocation um so yeah if you follow me i'll follow you too but but it's not even an if because there's no if in the song it's not conditional it's just a nice explanation why i would like you to follow me and oh by the way i will follow you too So it's beautiful. And I I didn't know it was a John Denver song the first time I heard it. I think I already said that though. Maybe Matt can clean that up if I'm repeating myself, but I did not yet have that iconic record, John Denver's greatest hits, where he's like sitting in the grass, um, looking like a real hippie. drove through West Virginia a couple days ago and noticed that their tourism department slogan is now hashtag almost heaven. So think about that. Hashtag almost heaven. You can't do it. It messes hashtag West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountain, hashtag Shenandoah River. You can't do it. That's that's not how it works. end by returning to the band I'm actually talking about, The Innocence Mission. I find it interesting that as I was preparing to record, I discovered that this band includes a married couple and its members, as does another band that I will talk about in my new song recording. And I wonder what that means, if anything, Hey everybody, Matt here at the Halfway Point. Just want to jump in here very quickly and let you know that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Limestone Comedy Festival. The Limestone Comedy Festival is a three-day, multi-venue, multiple-show, stand-up and podcast comedy festival taking place May 12th through the 14th in beautiful downtown Bloomington, Indiana. Headliners this year include Bob the Drag Queen from RuPaul's Drag Race, Chad Daniels, James Adomian, and many more. You can check out the full lineup of headliners and get your festival badges right now at limestonefest.com. Once again, that is the Limestone Comedy Festival, May 12th through the 14th in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, limestonefest.com. Okay, that's it. That's all I needed to tell you. Without further ado, let's jump back into this episode of the podcast, discover Crystal's choices for something new and something old. 
All right, for my new song, I was worried that I would have to choose We Don't Talk About Bruno or something like that and get my nieces to explain it to me again or something. But I don't, because I don't really keep up. But fortunately, I made a friend on the internet like it was the fucking 90s. And I met this friend at the corner bar for our introductory hang. And he informed me that there's a new album by Lowe. Indeed, he was correct. The album is called Hey What, came out in 2021. And I got home from the bar, told my husband about my lovely experience. And then I think we drank a couple more beers because I remember it being like midnight. And I was like, oh, yeah, that guy said there's a new Lowe album. So I found it on the internet and I played the first track, which is called White Horses. And then I lost my fucking mind because this song is so weird, so loud. There's a lot of beeping, a lot of clicking, and it's beautiful. It all, I was like, okay, one track's all I can do. I gotta go to bed. This is messing me up. So then I waited a few weeks before I listened to the rest of the album, and you know, it's an album. Uh, this first song is really like a window shaker. And then there's a few songs that, you know, are a little quieter, a little calmer, and then they kind of crank it back up again. But I don't, I don't think they really get back up to where this first song is. I mean, it makes me want to get in the car, roll the windows down, and drive slowly around town with the volume turned up really loud. So I know that's often fun to do with like hit songs or oldies or throwbacks. Have you tried cruising around your town with some like beep boop shit playing? It's fun. You make friends. Nobody tells you to stop, you know. Uh, you know, the sun is shining today. So I'm really feeling like doing this, um, just being a public weirdo. And, you know, with COVID the last couple of years, our options for being a public weirdo have been very limited. So I said I met a dude from the Internet at a bar. I did. It, it was unusual um, in the sense that that is not something that we do or not something we've done for two years. And I don't know if we're going back to some of our old habits too soon or if we're being careless or something else <laughs> also bad, other bad options, one, two, three. But it was really fun. Um, one of the regulars at the bar was, <laughs> said, um, I know every time I lay down in my bed, democracy dies a little bit. And I said, what the hell are you talking about? This is like my grand entrance. I was looking like a really cool dude. 
what are you talking about? Oh, I've got the my pillow. So I was like, oh no. She says, I bought it before we all knew, and it's actually a great pillow. So that's kind of how I feel, I guess, uh, about going to the bar once in a while these days. It's like, I know democracy dies a little bit every time I lay down in my bed, but gotta do something, you know? Fortunately, summer's coming. Now I'm talking about the weather, when what I'm intending to talk about is this huge, loud, noisy song. I don't know how long it had been since the last Low album. Feels like a long time uh, to me. And this is just an A-plus track one. Um, so bizarre. Uh, about, what would I say, three and a half minutes into it, it just turns into clicking. And then it just clicks for a full minute. And then gradually some more stuff starts to happen, a little drone, a little hum, a little buzz. And then that kind of bleeds into track two, which is a lovely song. Um, so it's really, you know, built like an album, you know, not built as a bunch of singles or whatever. So it's called White Horses. It's track one of Hey What? No punctuation. Hey, what? And I, I talk a little bit about uh, the composition of the band when I talked about the Innocence Mission song. That's like a trio with a married couple. And so is Low, which I didn't plan. <laughs> I didn't plan their marriages. But there's something about that fact that I think tells me something back um, about myself uh, or the kinds of music I'm drawn to, I think you'd be, you know, hard pressed to compare that cover of John Denver's Follow Me with this low song, but you could do it. Um, you could do it. There's something really intense about a trio. It's dirty, dirty three's gotta be a trio too. Oh God, oh shit. Yeah, man, trios. Um, fascinating. Something's going on there. I think that's just about all I have to say besides, you know, put the MP3s on your iPod, plug it into the tape deck adapter, pop that in your vehicle, roll the windows down, and just go cruise around for a while. There's not a lot of words to the song, so, you know, you'll catch, catch on to him pretty fast, and you can also just yell.
um, which feels good. There's one sound in this song that's really gorgeous, and it's like this this little trill, or uh, it's not a trill, little uh, a- accent note that that Mimi has a couple of times through the chorus. Look out for that. That feels good, too. Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner from Warren Zevon's album Excitable Boy, 1978. So before I talk about this song, I have to talk about how I learned about Warren Zevon, which is that I took a class in college, as a matter of fact, my first semester of college, on the history of rock and roll. And one of the songs we studied was the title track, Excitable Boy. So if you've ever heard this song, you would be aware, and probably most of you are, that it has a very perky and upbeat sound, but when you listen to the words, it's a very troubling, violent, disturbing story. And this is a type of contrast that I'm really fascinated with in all kinds of art, um, the text, the subtext, things like that. So I learned about that song in school, and then later I came to know this song, Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner, which I'm really fascinated by on a bunch of levels, one of which is the, you know, adventurous international espionage, violence, war, conflict, uh, choice that, that this character makes. He chooses to join and participate, um, in this war in the Congo. And then it turns out that he's really good at shooting things and people. And so this makes him a target of course, at any time you are too good at something, some force greater than yourself uh, can decide to knock you down. So then Roland is assassinated, uh, but he's unstoppable. Uh, so he comes back and gets his revenge on the colleague of his who had uh, turned on him at the behest of the CIA. Roland was a warrior from the land of the midnight sun with a Thompson gun for hire fighting to be done the deal was made in Denmark on a dark and stormy day there's something about this song that feels so unfortunately timeless in the sense that you know in the last couple of lines uh, you'll hear Warren, you know, point out, uh, he says, now it's 10 years later, but he still keeps up the fight in Ireland, in Lebanon, in Palestine, in Berkeley. So you get these other conflicts, you know, highlighted that this is not maybe 
this is maybe not just, you know, a one-off song with a kind of throwaway idea or just an adventurous guy, but, you know, there's killing that is going on um, many places right now and continues. Um, and so I find it very powerful for, for that. They fought the Congo War With their fingers on their triggers They battled the band to to their knees. They killed to earn their living and to help out the Congolese. But I also want to fill in the blank between, you know, many years ago when I was taking that class and first learned Warren Zevon. Uh, since that time, the reason that I went back and listened to the entire album is this tweet from Jason Gross from July 8th, 2020. And in it, he says, Jason Molina and I used to talk about a tour where Magnolia would be the only band and would open for ourselves three sets, songs people wanted to hear, including songs Ahaya, then songs we wanted to play, and then all of Excitable Boy. That would have been a really good show. And that's the end of his tweet. And so when I read that, I thought, oh shit, I better go listen to the rest of that album. So I did. <laughs> and my house got really out of hand that night. Um, we were just once in a while, once in a while we'll, uh, you know, uh, get on, get on YouTube, which is where we went to, to listen to the full album. And, um, you know, drink and listen to YouTube until midnight, like, uh, proper people of our generation. They can still see his headless body stalking through the night in the muzzle flash of Roland's Thompson gun. So uh, one more note that I want to point out is here. <laughs> um, Jason Gross calls nighttime in the switching yard. He says, definitely the cilantro of that record um, down the thread on Twitter. Uh, and indeed, um, that song sucks. But what a great title, too. Um, and Zivon is so good at titles. So dry, ironic, um, long titles too i love a long title Colonel thompson gunner still wandering through the night now it's 10 years later but it still keeps up the fight in ireland in lebanon in palestine and berkeley i also have a little conspiracy theory about warren Zevon which is that throughout his life, he was actually really hot. Um, if you look closely at the album cover for Excitable Boy and you imagine a little bit less of the hair and you take off the glasses, there's a really cute face in there. And two, there are some uh, live recordings that are on YouTube. And if you just watch a live recording and kind of pause Take a look at those lips. They're nice. 
I don't think you'll be disappointed. We did it, everybody. Another episode in the books and, dare I say, in your hearts. Thank you so much, Crystal, for doing this episode of the podcast. Uh, again, I think we see a trend here. Everyone approaches this a little differently. Uh, the way that songs affect our memory and our emotional connection to them, it's unique to every person. And uh, this is just another great case of this. Love that you flipped the script. You were the first guest to not do it in the order of something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. You took your own route on this one, and I would expect nothing less from you. Thank you, everybody, for checking out this episode of the podcast. Please, please, please check out Crystal's latest book of poetry titled Systems Thinking with Flowers. It's available right now from Phonograph Editions. Once again, Phonograph is spelled with an F, Phonograph Editions. Uh, it is really, really great, as are all of her previous books. Uh, just a fantastic poet, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast Again, another quick plea here at the end of the podcast to please like, rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Those are the things that everyone tells us are important in the podcast game. Obviously, we're relatively new. We're only six episodes in, but everyone acts like it's a big deal. So it probably is, I'm assuming. (laughs) So if you have a few minutes and you can do that for us, we would really, really, really appreciate it. Take These Songs is created and hosted by Matt Alano Martin. That is me. Hello. And our theme music is by Go to Space Die. Go to Space Die is a fantastic instrumental space rock band. Their latest album, Red Air Don't Care, is available right now at bandcamp.com. Thank you, everyone, for checking out this episode of the podcast. We'll see you again next week, hopefully on time. We're going to try and make life bend to our will over this next week and get the next episode up on time. But until then, I hope that everyone listens to music to have and to hold. 